Chapter 3 of Book 8 of Les Miserables, Volume 2, by Victor Hugo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lisa Kenning. Les Miserables, Volume 2, by Victor Hugo. Translated by Isabel Florence Hapgood. Book 8, The Wicked Poor Man. Chapter 3. Mother Innocent. About a quarter of an hour elapsed. The prioress returned and seated herself once more on her chair. The two interlocutors seemed preoccupied. We will present a stenographic report of the dialogue which then ensued, to the best of our ability. Father Fauvent! Reverend Mother! Do you know the chapel? I have a little cage there, where I hear the mass in the offices. And you have been in the choir in pursuance of your duties? Two or three times. There is a stone to be raised. Heavy? The slab of the pavement which is at the side of the altar. The slab which closes the vault? Yes. It would be a good thing to have two men for it. Mother Ascension, who is as strong as a man, will help you. A woman is never a man. We have only a woman here to help you. Each one does what he can. Because Dom Mabillon gives four hundred and seventeen epistles of St. Bernard, while Merlonus Horsius only gives three hundred and sixty-seven, I do not despise Merlonus Horsius. Neither do I. Merit consists in working according to one's strength. A cloister is not a dockyard. And a woman is not a man. But my brother is the strong one, though. And can you get a lever? That is the only sort of key that fits that sort of door. There is a ring in the stone. I will put the lever through it. And the stone is so arranged that it swings on a pivot. That is good, Reverend Mother. I will open the vault. And the four mother precentors will help you. And when the vault is open, it must be closed again. Will that be all? No. Give me your orders, very Reverend Mother. Fauvent, we have confidence in you. I am here to do anything you wish and to hold your peace about everything. Yes, Reverend Mother. When the vault is open, I will close it again. But before that... What, Reverend Mother? Something must be lowered into it. A silence ensued. Prioress, after a pout of the underlip, which resembled hesitation, broke it. Father Fauvent. Reverend Mother. You know that a mother died this morning? No. Did you not hear the bell? Nothing can be heard at the bottom of the garden. Really? I can hardly distinguish my own signal. She died at daybreak. And then the wind is not blowing in my direction this morning. It was Mother Crucifixion, a blessed woman. Prioress paused, moved her lips, as though in mental prayer, and resumed. Three years ago, Madame de Bethune, a Jansenist, turned orthodox, merely from having seen Mother Crucifixion at prayer. Ah, yes, now I hear the knell, Reverend Mother. The mothers have taken her to the dead room, which opens on the church. I know. No other man than you can, or must enter that chamber. See to that. A fine sight it would be to see a man enter the dead room. More often. Hey, More often. What do you say? I say more often. More often than what? Reverend Mother, I did not say more often than what. I said more often. 
I don't understand you. Why do you say more often? In order to speak like you, Reverend Mother. But I did not say more often. At that moment, nine o'clock struck. At nine o'clock in the morning, and at all hours, praised and adored be the most holy sacrament of the altar, said the prioress. Amen, said Fauchelevent. The clock struck opportunely. It cut more often short. It is probable that had it not been for this, the prioress and Fauchelevent would never have unraveled that skein. Fauchelevent mopped his forehead. The prioress indulged in another little inward murmur, probably sacred, then raised her voice. In her lifetime, Mother Crucifixion made converts. After her death, she will perform miracles. She will, replied Father Fauchelevent, falling into step and striving not to flinch again. Father Fauvent, the community has been blessed in Mother Crucifixion. No doubt it is not granted to everyone to die, like Cardinal de Berulle, while saying the Holy Mass, and to breathe forth their souls to God, while pronouncing these words, Hank Igatur Oblationum. But without attaining such happiness, Mother Crucifixion's death was very precious. She retained her consciousness to the very last moment. She spoke to us, then she spoke to the angels. She gave us her last commands. If you had a little more faith, and if you could have been in her cell, she would have cured your leg merely by touching it. She smiled. We felt that she was regaining her life in God. There was something of paradise in that death. Fauchelevent thought that it was an orison which she was finishing. Amen, said he. Father Fauvent, what the dead wish must be done. The prioress took off several beads of her chaplet. Fauchelevent held his peace. She went on. I have consulted upon this point many ecclesiastics laboring in our Lord, who occupy themselves in the exercises of the clerical life, and who bear wonderful fruit. Reverend Mother, you can hear the knell much better here than in the garden. Besides, she is more than a dead woman. She's a saint. Like yourself, Reverend Mother. She slept in her coffin for twenty years, by express permission of our Holy Father, Pius Seven. The one who crowned the Emp Bonaparte. For a clever man like Fauchelevent, this illusion was an awkward one. Fortunately, the prioress, completely absorbed in her own thoughts, did not hear it. She continued. Father Fauvent, Reverend Mother, St. Diderus, Archbishop of Cappadocia, desired that this single word might be inscribed on his tomb. Acarus, which signifies a worm of the earth. This was done. Is this true? Yes, Reverend Mother. The blessed Mesocane, abbot of Aquila, wished to be buried beneath the gallows. This was done. That is true. St. Terentius, bishop of Port, where the mouth of the Tiber empties into the sea, requested that on his tomb might be engraved the sign which was placed on the graves of parasites, in the hope that passers-by would spit on his tomb. This was done. The dead must be obeyed. So be it. The body of Bernard Guidonis, born in France near Rochabille, was, as he had ordered, and in spite of the king of Castile, born to the church of the Dominicans in Limoges, although Bernard Guidoni was bishop of Thai in Spain. Can the contrary be confirmed? For that matter, no, Reverend Mother. The fact is attested by Plantevie de la Fosse. Several beads of the chaplet were told off, still in silence. The prioress resumed. Father Fauvent, 
Mother Crucifixion will be interred in the coffin in which she has slept for the last twenty years. That is just. It is a continuation of her slumber. So I shall have to nail up that coffin? Yes. And we are to reject the undertaker's coffin. Precisely. I am at the orders of the very reverend community. The four mother presenters will assist you. In nailing up the coffin? I do not need them. No, in lowering the coffin. Where? Into the vault. What vault? Under the altar. Fauchelevent started. The vault under the altar? Under the altar. But you will have an iron bar. Yes, but you will raise the stone with the bar by means of the ring. But the dead must be obeyed. To be buried in the vault under the altar of the chapel, not to go to profane earth, to remain there in death where she prayed while living, such was the last wish of Mother Crucifixion. She asked it of us, that is to say, commanded us. But it is forbidden. Forbidden by men, enjoined by God. What if it became known? We have confidence in you. Oh, I am a stone in your walls. The chapter assembled, the vocal mothers, whom I have just consulted again, and who are now deliberating, have decided that Mother Crucifixion shall be buried, according to her wish, in her own coffin, under our altar. Think, Father Fauven, if she were to work miracles here, what a glory of God for the community, and miracles issue from tombs. But, Reverend Mother, if the agent of the Sanitary Commission, St. Benoit II, in the matter of sepulture, resisted Constantine Pogonatus. But the commissary of police, Shono de Mer, one of the seven German kings who entered among the Gauls under the empire of Constantius, expressly recognized the right of nuns to be buried in religion, that is to say, beneath the altar. But the inspector from the prefecture, the world is nothing in the presence of the cross. Martin, the eleventh general of the Carthusians, gave to his order this device, Stat cru dum volvator orbis. Amen, said Fauchelevent, who imperturbably extricated himself in this manner from the dilemma whenever he heard Latin. Any audience suffices for a person who has held his peace too long. On the day when the rhetorician, Jim Nestorius, left his prison, bearing in his body many dilemmas and numerous syllogisms which had struck in, he halted in front of the first tree which he came to, harangued it, and made very great efforts to convince it. The prioress, who was usually subjected to the barrier of silence, and whose reservoir was over full, rose and exclaimed with the loquacity of a dam which has broken away. I have on my right Benoit, and on my left Bernard. Who was Bernard? The first abbot of Clairvoix. Fontaine, in Burgundy, is a country that is blessed because it gave him birth. His father was named Tessalin, and his mother Elise. He began at Citeaux to end in Clairvoix. He was ordained abbot by the bishop of Chalons-sur-Swan, Guillaume de Champeaux. He had seven hundred novices, and founded a hundred and sixty monasteries. He overthrew a bailar at the Council of Seine in 1140, and Pierre de Bray and Henry his disciple, and another sort of erring spirits who were called the Apostolics. He confounded Arnaud de Brescia, darted lightning at the monk Raoul, the murderer of the Jews, dominated the Council of Rheim in 1148, caused the condemnation of Gilbert de Perea, Bishop of Poitou, caused the condemnation of Ian de la Toile, arranged the disputes of princes, enlightened King Louis the Young, advised Pope Eugene III, 
regulated the temple, preached the crusade, performed 250 miracles during his lifetime, and as many as 39 in one day. Who was Benoit? He was the patriarch of Ma Cassin. He was the second founder of the Sainte Claustral. He was the Basil of the West. His order has produced 40 popes, 200 cardinals, 50 patriarchs, 1,600 archbishops, 4,600 bishops, 4 emperors, 12 empresses, 46 kings, 41 queens, 3,600 canonized saints, and has been in existence for 1,400 years. On one side, St. Bernard, on the other, the agent of the sanitary department. On one side, St. Benoit, on the other, the inspector of public ways. The state, the road commissioners, the public undertaker, regulations, the administration, what do we know of all that? There is not a chance passerby who would not be indignant to see how we are treated. We have not even the right to give our dust to Jesus Christ. Your sanitary department is a revolutionary invention. God subordinated to the commissary of police. Such is the age. Silence, Fauvent. Fauchelevent was but ill at ease under this shower-bath. The prioress continued. No one doubts the right of the monastery to sepulture. Only fanatics and those in error deny it. We live in times of terrible confusion. We do not know that which it is necessary to know, and we know that which we should ignore. We are ignorant and impious. In this age there exist people who do not distinguish between the very great St. Bernard and the St. Bernard dominated of the poor Catholics, a certain good ecclesiastic who lived in the 13th century. Others are so blasphemous as to compare the scaffold of Louis XVI to the cross of Jesus Christ. Louis XVI was merely a king. Let us beware of God. There is no longer just nor unjust. The name of Voltaire is known, but not the name of Caesar de Bus. Nevertheless, Caesar de Bus is a man of blessed memory, and Voltaire one of unblessed memory. The last archbishop, the Cardinal de Perigord, did not even know that Charles de Gondren succeeded to Berule, and Francois Bourgeois to Gondren, and Jean Francois Senault to Bourgeois, and Father Saint Marth to Jean Francois Senault. The name of Father Cotan is known not because he was one of the three who urged the foundation of the Oratory, but because he furnished Henry fourteen, the Huguenot king, with the material for an oath. That which pleases people of the world in St. Francois de Salais is that he cheated at play. And then religion is attacked. Why? Because there have been bad priests. Because Sagittaire, bishop of Gap, was the brother of Salone, bishop of Embrun, And because both of them followed Mamal. What has that to do with the question? Does that prevent Martin de Tours from being a saint, and giving half of his cloak to a beggar? They persecute the saints. They shut their eyes to the truth. Darkness is the rule. The most ferocious beasts are beasts which are blind. No one thinks of hell as a reality. Oh, how wicked people are! By order of the king signifies today. By order of the revolution. One no longer knows what is due to the living or to the dead. A holy death is prohibited. Burial is a civil matter. This is horrible. St. Leo, too, wrote 